Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited to talk today about some of the top questions I get regarding microdosing. Now, if you follow me over on Instagram, and I certainly hope that you do, you can find me at Leslie Draffin, then you know that I have been pivoting my coaching business to include microdosing and specifically cyclical microdosing. Now, cyclical microdosing is something that I have created that really is cycle-informed microdosing and intentional plant medicine use to help reawaken the connection with the womb, transform our lives, and really help heal some period problems. I uncovered some research a couple of months ago, I guess, about psilocybin and PMDD. And this really just sort of awakened my entire awareness about how beneficial mushrooms could be when it comes to menstrual cycle work. So I've been talking about that over on Instagram. And I wanted to come here on the podcast and share more openly about it for a couple of reasons. One being that I'm sure you guys know, social media loves to block and censor and kick people off for talking about things that they don't deem appropriate. And this type of conversation is one that, yeah, really falls in that gray area since, unfortunately, plant medicine use has been demonized by a lot of different government agencies, a lot of different people, and a lot of different, honestly, like groups, cultures across the states specifically and across the world. But here's the thing. People have been using psychedelics for eons to expand their consciousness, to expand their awareness, to heal, to transform. And right now we're, we're sort of in this third wave renaissance when it comes to psychedelic use. And so I'm so excited to be able to offer integration sessions, um, help for people who are either already on their plant medicine practice and their microdosing practice, or are interested in using psychedelics and plant medicine intentionally um, to heal. And so I have this amazing new offer. It is going to be going on for the next few weeks And it's an opportunity to work with me at a deeply discounted rate. So I'm offering one-on-one integration sessions for anyone, right? Man, woman, non-binary, whoever you are, as long as you're 18 or over, you can book a one-on-one session with me just one time or multiple times to really work through either things that have come up in your past journeys with psychedelics. If you're someone who microdoses now but doesn't have support, this is a perfect opportunity for you to work with a coach at a low price point um, with a lot of one-on-one attention. So if that's something that interests you, sign up for a consult call with me so that you can find out if 
working together feels aligned. And you can find a link for that in the show notes. So without further ado, let's talk about some of the big questions I get when it comes to microdosing. Number one, what is microdosing? So microdosing is when you take a very tiny dose of a hallucinogenic or psychedelic substance. We're talking subperceptual here. And that's a word that gets thrown around a lot, subperceptual. And really what that means is that you're able to go about your day as normal, right? You know, the walls aren't breathing, colors don't have sounds, you're not tripping. You're able to still work and drive and parent and go about your day. And that's actually one of the really amazing things about microdosing. You get the benefits of these psychedelic plant medicines, but you're still able to do daily life, right? If you're going to do a full dose journey, you really have to block out hours and hours and hours or even a day or two to set aside time to be present with that medicine. But with microdosing, you can really set aside 30 minutes to an hour and a half use it intentionally, create a ritual around it. And so that's sort of the special sauce about microdosing. It's usually a 10th to a 20th of what a recreational dose would be. And so a lot of people say between 0.1 and 0.5 grams or 100 milligrams and 500 milligrams. I started at about 0.1 and then moved up to 0.2, and I've actually moved down again to 0.15. And that's kind of the thing. You want to start small, and you really want to use the least amount um, of the substance as possible where you're still getting the benefits. So how is this different from a full-dose journey? So a full-dose journey, you're looking at taking something between one and a half to five grams. I mean, I've even heard people say that they've taken seven to 10 grams in what's known as like a hero dose. But, you know, a full-dose journey is something that's going to last you six hours um, with certain types of this psychedelic. It could be even longer, eight to 12 hours. And so that's really the main difference, right? With microdosing, you're able to go about your day. And when you are setting aside time for a full dose ceremony, it's going to take, you know, several hours. You're going to be peaking. You're going to be tripping. You're going to be seeing wild shit. So the next question I get a lot of the time is what can you microdose? So the pretty much most popular substance to microdose is psilocybin. And that's coming from magic mushrooms. That's what I work with. But you can microdose LSD. I've even heard about people microdosing things like MDMA, although that's not as popular. And so you can microdose many of these hallucinogenic psychedelic plants. Um, But again, my medicine of choice is magic mushrooms. Okay, this question I love. How can I tell if my microdose is working? So when we're talking about a subperceptual dose, right? How can you tell that it's actually doing its quote unquote job when you're not going to be seeing weird things, when you're not going to be feeling things? And so for me, the way that I explain it to clients and to people that I talk about this with is that one of the first ways that you can tell your microdose is working is if you find yourself more able to be present if you feel your heart expanding, if you feel like you're going about your day in a more intentional way, if you're able to more easily, you know, rewire 
patterns or stop certain habits that aren't serving you anymore. You know, it's it's very um, energetic, I would say. And for me, it feels very much like my heart is open, right? Um, one thing that I've noticed when I'm microdosing is if I'm in a situation that would generally trigger me, I'm often able to see myself from above. And so I'm able to respond versus react in that triggering situation. Almost take a pause and see, okay, this is where these things are showing up for me. And here is where I have the opportunity to do things differently. Physically, sometimes I will say a microdose feels like I've had a cup of coffee. Certainly in the first half of my cycle, in inner spring and inner summer, I often microdose with the intention of being more creative, of having more ideas for my business, of writing podcast episodes. And so I almost feel as if at those times I'm like very tuned in, very focused, like I'd be if I had had a cup of coffee. Now, in the second half of my cycle, I usually am using my microdosing practice to, first of all, um, help me when that little inner critic comes into my brain, when I'm questioning everything about my life and my business and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) And at those times, it sometimes feels as if my microdose feels like I've had a cup of wine, like a glass of wine, almost a soothing and a calming feeling. And that's for me, right? Everybody's experience with this is going to be different. This is my experience and the experience of those that I've talked to. Um, but that's sort of the reason and the way you can tell if your microdose is working. And my teachers also say, you know, look at all of the areas of your life to, to see if your microdose is working, right? You know, are you calmer? Are you more present? Are you able to focus more in your meditations on being there, right? Versus thinking about all the other things you have to do. So those are some ways you can tell if it's quote unquote working. So what is a microdose protocol? A protocol is basically a schedule or a regimen that you would follow during an intentional microdosing practice. There are a bunch of different protocols out there. Some of the very famous ones involve taking the medicine day one, skipping day two, day three, taking the medicine day four, skipping day five, day six, so on and so forth. So one day on, two days off, repeat, repeat, repeat. And there's another one out there that's really popular and it's three days on. So take the medicine for three days in a row, skip two days, three days in a row, skip two days. And so those are actually the two protocols, one's the Fatiman and one's the Stamets protocol that I combined to create cyclical microdosing. The protocol that I use and the protocol that my clients use, those who are longing to be more in sync with their cycle, who want to reconnect with their womb, and who want to navigate period problems with the help of plant medicine. And basically, you know, it's just the schedule the practice, the regiment, the routine. That's what a protocol is. And I think the most important thing to realize about a protocol in general is that intuition for me is like the number one guide when it comes to following a protocol. If there's a day I'm supposed to microdose and I don't feel like it, I don't. If there's a day when I am not supposed to microdose, and I'm doing air quotes around supposed, then I do, right? If I feel like I if I feel like I want to, if I feel called to the medicine. Because that's the thing, right? We want to have self-agency. We want to have the ability to make these sovereign decisions 
even outside of what a quote-unquote protocol would say. Now, what I love about protocols, though, is that it does give you some structure and it helps hold you accountable to using the medicine long enough that the benefits start to come into your life. You know, if you're just going to microdose on and off every once in a while, it is not going to be as beneficial as if you really do stick to some type of a routine. And that's where a protocol can come in and really help. Now, this next question, is it safe? Yes, 100%. I believe that it is safe. So studies have shown that psilocybin specifically, now that's what I will talk to, right? Because that's my experience. Psilocybin is one of the safest things that you can put in your body. There have really never been any major side effects shown from microdosing psilocybin. But here's the thing you have to know. There aren't a lot of studies about this, right? And why is that? Well, it's because of the fact that our country has demonized these plant medicines, even though they've been used for millennia, right? There are indigenous peoples from all over the planet that have used magic mushrooms since time immemorial, right? Like since time began. And those people use them in microdosing type situations and in full dose type situations. Um, and so, yes, it is safe. It's also not addictive, right? I think a lot of people worry that, oh, I'll get addicted to this. Nothing in the research shows that you will become addicted to a psychedelic physically. What I will say, and I have experienced this myself, is sometimes you can develop a psychological dependency. And really what that looks like is feeling like the benefits you experience from microdosing can only be felt when you take the medicine. And so you might lean more into taking the medicine every day or taking it more days in a row than, you know, your protocol, quote unquote, says you should, or even what your intuition leads you to. If you find yourself feeling like you can only see these benefits when you take the medicine, that's really a signal that you need to step away for a bit, I would say, because here's the magic of mushrooms in particular. On the days in a protocol that you don't take the mushrooms, that's when you're experiencing things like the afterglow effect, which a lot of people talk about. And you're really able to witness, oh, I do see these benefits even when I'm not ingesting the medicine. And so that's why we don't microdose every single day. Microdosing every single day is also not recommended because your body can develop a tolerance to the medicine, right? And that would mean that it wouldn't work for you after a while um, as potently as it maybe did in the beginning. And so that's one, really the magic of having a protocol where you're taking days off. Um, but also it's just kind of the magic of this medicine, right? Like it is extremely safe. You won't get addicted to it. And hopefully when you're using this as a form of an intentional practice, you're able to witness yourself if you do find yourself in a psychological dependency with this, witnessing yourself enough to say, hey, you know, this might be a signal that I need to step away for a bit. And that's also where somebody like me, like a coach, a practitioner, a therapist, if you can find one, could really help you out, helping you understand, you know, what benefits you're seeing from the medicine, and that you're also going to be seeing those benefits even when you're not actively ingesting it. So as I record this podcast, it's March 1st, I have been on a two-week break, two-and-a-half-week break from my last protocol. And I can tell you that I certainly am seeing benefits, even though I'm not ingesting the medicine at all right now. 
So just a little note, right? Like it still does work even when you're not actively ingesting it. Next question. Is it legal? Oh, unfortunately, as I've mentioned before, this psychedelic use has been demonized by our country and it is not legal in a lot of places. Now, there are some places here in the States where it's either decriminalized or being legalized because people are starting to see how beneficial these plant medicines are. I am so excited about the research that is being done right now and about half a dozen to a dozen states where there are legislation on the books to start studying psychedelics even more for things like anxiety, for things like depression and PTSD. I am so excited about that. But no, it's not legal in a lot of places. There are some countries in the world, Jamaica is one of them, where it is legal. And it's also legal in some places in the UK, uh, in Europe, I believe, and South America. But unfortunately, you know, there has just been an assault on healing yourself, yourself. You know, this consciousness expansion that can occur during a psychedelic use isn't something the government can control, right? Like they can't control you if you expand your consciousness and you see their bullshit for what it is. And so back in the late 60s, when the powers that be decided to make magic mushrooms as bad as heroin, you know, I feel like there's a reason for that. And and for me, it had nothing to do with any harmful side effects that come from this plant medicine. It had to do much more so with the fact that they couldn't control a populace that was expanding their consciousness. So let that sink in. There are certainly risks, right? There are certainly risks. Um, and you should know those risks. You should research your own laws. You should figure out what is okay and legal in your state or wherever you are listening to this podcast in the world. Um, and then I think you can ask yourself, what feels true to you? What feels okay to you? I think that during the pandemic, for me especially, I started realizing the government does not have my interests in mind. And it's just been a quick decline into the rabbit hole for me of like how much fucked up shit the government is up to. And so for me, while there is a risk, this is a choice that I make for myself because using psychedelics and using uh, plant medicine, magic mushrooms, and microdosing means that I don't have to take my Adderall anymore. I don't take my anxiety medication. I don't take my depression medication you know, like I'm I'm able to navigate some really tough shit that happened to me last year. And these little cosmic fungi really are what I credit with that. So why would someone want to microdose? Well, I kind of just talked to you about why I microdose, right? It's helped my mental health a billion times over. Um, but there are also some really amazing studies that show it can help with chronic pain. It can help with migraines. That's why I think that women can benefit from microdosing more than anybody else on this planet, because we are the ones more likely to be diagnosed with things like anxiety, depression, and PTSD. We have cyclical pain like migraines and cramps, and microdosing boosts mood. I don't know if you've seen this happiness study that came out a couple of years ago, but women's happiness has been steadily declining. Even though in a lot of ways we've been gaining traction and things like equal rights and, you know, 
employment, not equal pay. I mean, maybe we're gaining some traction there, but it's still pretty fucked up. But our happiness has been declining while male happiness has been going up. And so mushrooms can improve your mood. They can improve your focus. They can make you feel, you know, more connected with divine source energy. They can make you feel more connected with yourself, more present. Um, They can help you move through feeling stuck, right? Um, They can help with, you know, connections to loved ones. For me, they've really helped my heart open. Uh, I experienced some really fucked up things in my 20s that made me build a wall around my heart. And I see this mycelium network, these roots, these tendrils of these mushrooms just breaking down those walls around my heart so that I lead and live much more so from my heart space. So there are a ton of reasons and benefits someone might want to microdose. And again, because of the fact that microdosing is something you can do and still live your life, I think that's really why people are turning to it as an option and as an avenue um, away from big pharma, right? I mean, I know people who have gotten off their SSRIs. I was not on mine at the time that I experienced some pretty depressive episodes last year. Um, I never went back on them, even though I was on them in my 20s. And so for me, magic mushrooms helped elevate my mood enough, helped me connect, and helped me feel a lot better. So what is integration? Now, this for me is the, the sweet sauce, right? Like the magic sauce is integrating what comes up even during a microdosing practice. You might hear psychedelic integration talked about a lot after full-dose journeys because if you're someone who has used psychedelics before and you have tripped, you probably saw a lot of wild shit and things may have come up for you, visions and messages and images. And a lot of people will integrate those types of experiences. And that's amazing, right? So integration is really just looking at the messages that come up from medicine work Implementing those messages into your daily life, using that wisdom to help you live a happier life, a more focused life, move through trauma. Um, But integration is really when we dissect what comes up and use it to benefit ourselves. And so with microdosing, while you're not going to be tripping like in a big full dose journey, you still will be working through intentions. You'll still get images and messages and ideas and all sorts of things that will pop up throughout your protocol and your practice that will need to be integrated. Because when we don't choose to integrate, what are we doing it for, right? You know, I really believe that if you're coming to intentional medicine use without integrating, it's a waste of time. It's not only a waste of time, it's really just putting you back because some things might come up during a microdosing practice that are painful. And if you continue to bury those things and not look at those traumas or those wounds, you're not going to be moving forward. And I really feel like this life, we're here in this life to grow. And so integration helps us grow from our medicine use. And then finally, you know, how can I create an intentional microdosing practice? So intentional microdosing for me is letting your intuition guide you as to what type of a protocol, creating ritual around your microdosing practice. For me, that looks like um, taking my medicine in the morning, taking time then at my altar to light candles, to pull cards, to journal, 
listen to a meditation, and then journal a little bit more about what comes up around that meditation. I also like to sort of plan out, all right, how long will this protocol last? For me, it's usually about eight weeks. And what's an intention that I want to focus on? So I'll tell you my last protocol, which was from mid-December through late February, the intention I had was to slow down. I didn't want to make any more rash decisions about launching courses or making moves in my business. I wanted to slow down. I wanted to study and I wanted to be able to really make intuitive, intentional moves in my business. And so my intention was to slow down. And I eventually kind of tweaked that intention to this beautiful phrase that I have on the uh, background uh, wallpaper of my phone. I take my precious time. I wanted to take my precious time. I wanted to experience the fullness of living life in a slowed down way. And if you listen to my first episode from this season of the podcast, I talk a lot about intentionally slowing down. So an intentional microdosing practice would be you creating an intention that you want to really focus on for that entire protocol. I will be starting a new protocol in the next few weeks. And my intention is I trust myself and the universe because I feel like there's a lot of outside chatter in the world these days. And I want to deeply rely on my own inner authority, my own sovereignty, and use this medicine use, this medicine practice to help me deeply connect with my own inner voice, my power, as well as the universe, to trust the universe to take care of me like it has taken care of me every day of my life and continues to show up and show me how much it supports me. And so that's my intention for my next microdosing practice. And that's really how I would say you can create one, right? With ritual, with intention, and with integrating the things that come up. What's so fascinating to me is that integration is, I believe, a lifelong journey because I am still integrating messages from medicine use from last year. I had this amazing full dose journey on my birthday last year, and I'm still integrating things that came up. And so dedicating yourself to a practice that connects you with yourself, with the divine, with this amazing sacred medicine, I believe is truly how you can create an intentional microdosing practice. If you guys have more questions, those are really the main ones that I get. If you've got more questions, please let me know. Find me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin. Send me an email, hello at lesliedraffin.com. Sign up for a consult call. Let's talk. Let's figure out if this type of medicine use could benefit you, right? And you can ask me anything. You can ask me any of the questions in a consult call. I'll put all of those links in the show notes below. Thank you guys so much for spending some time with me today. I hope you have a beautiful week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.